Hey, babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode, and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There, you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. I am joined today by Elizabeth Andreevsky, and I could not be more excited. We have been chatting it up a little bit before hitting record, and there was such goodness coming up in our conversation that I was like, I just have to hit record. This is so, so good. So before I introduce her, I would like to read her bio really quickly. So let me tell you a little bit more about Elizabeth. Here we go. Elizabeth is a stress coach for Christian moms. She is the host of Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast and a mom of four. Elizabeth is super passionate about mental health and emotional wellness in motherhood. She helps stressed Christian moms, oh, hello to that, stressed Christian moms manage their mom anger so they can respond with patience and calm towards their kids. She teaches proactive ways to be less stressed prioritizing mom's needs without guilt and ways to regulate emotions when feeling triggered. I mean, I originally, Elizabeth, first of all, welcome to the show. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I, whenever I was reading that and reading on your website a little bit more about who you were, I saw so many words that came up that I identified with that I thought instead of just saying hello and saying, let's dive in and tell me a little bit about yourself. I thought I need to actually read some of those specific things because you are very good at nailing some of that stuff that we're feeling on the inside that maybe we don't want to say out loud. And I think that there's a lot of sort of discomfort and shame and embarrassment when we as moms who love our kids and are crazy about our kids but we have some of these thoughts and feelings. So it was really important for me to go ahead and say those things in the beginning, because 
If you guys are listening and that is resonating with you, you just wait till you hear what Elizabeth is going to share today. I'm I'm so excited about how honest she's going to be. So Elizabeth, thank you again so much for being here. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Four kids. Okay, you win. Tell me, tell, yeah. me, <laughs> tell me about your family. Yes. So we live in Florida right now. We recently moved almost a year ago. We live we lived in Minnesota and all our family is still there, but we just wanted warmer weather. Oh, I hear and that. And <laughs> we made the scary decision of just like dropping everything and just moving across the country and starting fresh, brand new. And it was a lot harder than we anticipated. God has definitely taught us a lot of lessons along the way. And it's been such a journey. We have four kiddos. uh, So three boys and a baby girl. Boys are 11, 8, 6, and a girl who's almost 2. Our house is full of energy and lots of noise. My boys go to school full time and the little one stays at home with me. And so I get things done during nap time. Yes, <laughs> you get podcast right episodes mm-hmm. recorded during nap time. When you That's told right. me where you were and that you had a little one and you're like, can we record during nap? I was like, oh, I remember that life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. My life is structured. Yes. Well, nap time. And- that's very interesting that you say that about my life is structure. I used to be a kindergarten teacher and a second grade teacher. And so, you know, all about how you got to have that structure with all the kiddos or total chaos happens. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, you can't have meltdowns with them. You can't be yelling at your kids. I suppose some do, but that's, those aren't the teachers that you want to have. And so I found in my teaching experience, that was really helpful for me when I became a mom, because it was like, wow, if, if just one or two of my kids can send me to a crazy place, (laughs) how Mm -hmm. do I do it in the classroom? And I think structure was a huge part of it. But also I think, and I'm curious if you feel this way within your business as well, but also I think so much of it is what you are teaching other moms right now, which is making sure that we're finding a way to feel those feelings that we have and then And then find a way to be a little calmer. You definitely bring the calm energy. Do you feel like with your sons before you had all four of them, do you feel like you were calmer or do you feel like you're now even with four in some ways, knowing some of these things that you've life lessons and things that you probably learned, do you feel like you're a little calmer now? What do you, what do you think? So there's like, I think one thing is when you have kids, you need to expect some sort of level of chaos. Like it, it's just inevitable. It, like it happens, especially when you have multiple kids, siblings, conflict. So like, so I, there's a difference between like the energy in the home and the kids are calm versus me being calm. And mm-hmm. so I, I can be calm and like transfer some of that calm on my kids, but I can't really control the mood that they are in. So they might having a hard day, but I am calm. And I feel like um, when I got on this journey of learning more about myself and mindset shifts and uh, healthy habits and prioritizing my needs before that, I felt like I was a pretty good mom, but I noticed I was reactive a lot. Mm -hmm. I, um, I would wake up with my kids. I wouldn't wake up before them. I would jump into my day feeling agitated and frustrated that my kids have needs 
and they're melting down and getting conflict with each other. I felt like they were making my life harder that they're doing that on purpose. Well, I ended up going to counseling because I was struggling parenting my youngest son. And I was introduced to um, connective parenting slash respectful parenting. Um, I know you you definitely use that approach because I listened to some of your episodes with your son and like you're talking about like the morning meltdown yeah. from your other show. And you, you were talking about how like if you set yourself up for success in the morning and you get up a little bit before your kids, you're able to remain more calm and collected and grounded. And that is something that I noticed that when I started implementing healthy habits and regularly not waiting till I was melting down or burned out to do something to support myself, but regularly filling up my cup on a regular basis, getting it up a little bit before my kids, using that time to connect with God, create some healthy habits like journaling and just even sitting, literally just peace and silence and having your coffee on your own. I noticed that I had so much more window of tolerance throughout the day and how much I could handle. Also like mindset shifts, you know, seeing that your kid is a good kid who's having a hard time, like having a hard morning. He's not doing this to frustrate you. He's literally just struggling. Just like when you're having a hard day and you're reactive, you're not doing it on purpose to make everyone else miserable. You're struggling. And so that's kind of like how my whole journey started. And I, I'm like, I have to tell others about this. I've learned so many things that have been so helpful for me that were so transformational. And as I'm learning and evolving, I am that type of person, like I told you before, I have to tell others. I cannot like learn something that's been helpful to me and just keep it to myself. I'm like, yes, listen, yes. I have some great news for you. <laughs> we were both laughing. Before. Yes, we were both yeah. laughing before because we were joking about if there's something, you know, if somebody stops us on the street. I remember the days of having a little one and having a stroller or something, or, uh, you know, the mommy hook or something that I would put on the stroller and we'd be out shopping or running groceries doing, you know, something like that. And, and uh, somebody would stop me and they would say, Oh, I like your, you know, whatever. I would immediately stop what I was doing. If, if they complimented me on something that I knew had been so transformational, a game changer for me, I'd be like, mm-hmm. here's where you can get it. This is when you can get it on sale. I I suggest it, you know, it it comes in different colors. And it's just so funny because I think that you and I have made that kind of thing that we tend to do into a business. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how did you go from thinking and feeling those things and learning those lessons to actually turning this into a business? Yeah. So I bought a course. It was like a motherhood course that, you know, taught healthy habits and, you know, different ways of mindset stuff that would support my motherhood. And one of the things that she would mention in that course was that she said, you are not just a mom. That is part of your identity, but that's not all of your identity. You know, um, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you enjoy that, that's awesome and amazing. But if you want more to that, like you have more of a purpose, you know, than just cleaning up floors and stuff like that. And so that really resonated with me. I was a stay-at-home mom for three years at that point, And I just felt like I was ready for something more. I was Amen. ready to, <laughs> you know, share with other moms some of my journey and some of the things that I have found helpful. And one of that 
lady that about the course from, she was also a podcast host and, you know, she just kind of threw out there. She's like, you know, you could start a podcast. It's pretty easy. And I'm like, why not? I love talking. Why not just record everything like that? I know that's been helpful and, you know, start a podcast. And because I was so pulled towards like emotional wellness and mental wellness and motherhood and in parenting and connecting with kids, I just started sharing in my podcast what I've learned. And then I just started to think, well, how can I, you know, support women further? Because I've noticed, I know that for myself, like when I listen to a podcast, I get all inspired and it's great, but oftentimes I don't take any action. And um, usually action is being taken when you have some sort of skin in the game and some sort of investment. And so I started a membership for moms. Uh, I tried that for a year. It wasn't the best fit. And I think I was just new at marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yes. Listen, I've gone down that road. I totally, this is all resonating. And by the way, so funny that you said not just a mom. I, on my other podcast, the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, I have an episode called. I listened to that one. Oh, you episode did? One, 132. Everybody go listen. Oh, oh my goodness. I love you so much. Um, it's called Not Just a Mom. Yep. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness. I love so much that you said that because, oh, I remember feeling and, and I would I would love to know what you think about this because of now what you're doing in your business. I remember feeling so much guilt, so much it was almost like I didn't want to talk to some of my mom friends or any friends for that matter, or even my family about feeling like this, because I thought I'm going to look like I am so not grateful. I have great kids. I love my kids. I love my husband. I love God. I feel like we've been blessed. Like I just need to close my mouth and be grateful for what I have and stop. Like just, I need to take more pride in cleaning the floors, in making snacks and lunches, in do, you know, and I, I started getting really resentful. And then I started feeling a lot like the stuff that I wanted to do needed to be suppressed or pushed to the side because I needed to be a good mom. And I thought being a good mom meant that I needed to put my thoughts my desires, my hopes and dreams. And I'm a dreamer. I always joke that I'm 50% a dreamer and 50% a total realist who is based in reality. Who's like, can we afford this? Is this appropriate? Is this the right choice? You know? And then meanwhile, I'm like, but in my mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm seeing you nodding your head to a lot of this and it feels like maybe this is making sense to you as well. And so I am curious, don't you feel like a lot of these moms, maybe that you're talking to, they feel that there's that resentment. They get frustrated, they get stressed out, and then they take it out on their kids and they don't want to, and they don't deserve that. And then we get in the, this like really yucky pattern of just like snapping at our kids. That makes so much sense when you said that you were living a reactive life. So yes. it's. Is that yes. the kind of thing that you're talking to people about? And- it is. It is. It is. Um, one of the reasons moms do feel resentful is because they just serve and serve and give and give and give and give, and they don't do anything to fill their soul and to replenish and restore them. And so for me, 
my business and working on my business is something that fills me up and fills my soul and like supporting other moms, writing emails that are encouraging and supportive and have great tips, recording podcast episodes. It just like fills my soul so much that like, I don't necessarily need much of the self-care in the sense, you know, yes. like, I you know, say that it feels like working on my business is my self-care. It's my yes. therapy. I love it. Yes. Oh, that's so good to hear you say that. I don't, I don't think I've had that type of a conversation with someone yet that it feels like recording a podcast episode. Can I just tell you my kids are so awesome now when I start to, now I've been doing this for three years before I even started this podcast on my other one. And my kids know mom's going to go upstairs. She's going to close the door, that door right there. And then I'm going to yell down and I'm going to say, okay, guys, I'm hitting record. And they know volume down. If they're listening to a show, they know making sure in the, you know, nobody's like closing a door kind of loud, whatever. And then the second I'm done, I say, Thanks guys so much. I really appreciate you being quiet. I'm all done recording. If you need to come up, I'm going to be listening back to the episode. If you need anything, and I'm joyful and I'm grateful for them. And they come up and they're like, how did it go? What did you talk about today? And it's just this beautiful thing that I get to share with them. And it fills me up. And then I'm so grateful for their kindness and understanding about it that then I've checked this fun thing for me off my list where I know I've gotten to share something serve my clients or the listeners or whomever I'm talking about that day, connecting with other people like you, you're amazing, Elizabeth. Um, And then we get to go out and do something fun. It's like they see mom doing something that lights her up Mm -hmm. and mom's happy and mom is excited to share. We get to share together. Just like when they get in the car, we kind of a program, a brainwashed them girl. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll say when you get in the car from, from school, it would be the coolest thing. If you could be like, Hey mom, how was your day before they immediately start saying, can you turn on the radio? I don't want to listen to that. I need a snack, mom. I'm hungry, mom. You're not going to believe what happened today. This girl was so mean to me, or this boy hit me, or, you know, it's like they now we are actually able to have these conversations where it's a give and take because mom has got this other outlet. So then when they get in the car and they ask me, I'll say something quick. Cause I want them to know. I appreciate that they ask, but then I want to hear about their day and I want, you know, mm-hmm. so it is this, it was a pivot if I may, and a total mindset shift. When I realized that I was being filled up because I was doing some of these things for me and it was making me a better mom for them. And then do you feel like, that would be something that you would talk to some of your clients about the the difference when you don't have something that you're pouring into that's then pouring into you when you're lacking in that area that maybe it's coming out and snapping at your kids or being frustrated or not being interested in what they have to say. Yes, definitely. So when we are just constantly burned out and running and empty and just do everything for everyone else, and we don't do anything on a regular basis to restore and fill us up, what that does is it creates and breeds resentment. It also creates stress and overwhelm in your brain. And when you experience stress and overwhelm, that Um, shifts your brain from your positive, logical thinking part of the brain to your emotional part of the brain. 
And then that part of the brain is reactive. It's rude and disrespectful. You don't mean to, but it just comes out an attitude. And that affects your relationships with your kids, right? And it like trickles down. And so I always have, we work through like it backwards. Okay, well, these are the signs. You are reactive with your kids. You're snapping, you're yelling in anger, even experiencing mom rage, feeling out of control. Let's work backwards. Like what is the root of that? Okay. Sometimes it's like lack of sleep, such a basic, silly thing. Like you're literally don't have enough sleep. It could be because you have too much on your plate and you're doing too much. It could be because you're not enjoying your life and you're scrolling on your phone and staying up too late, right? And then you have a hard time getting up in the mornings and then you have lack of sleep and it like creates a cycle. It could be because you're literally neglecting eating because you're just taking care of everyone else and not taking care of yourself. And that's a threat to your brain, uh, unmet basic need, and you are reacting, right? It could be that you don't ask for help. It's a mindset shift, right? And you literally try to do everything and you're pulled into too many directions at the same time. You're so overwhelmed. How are you going to have any time to enjoy for yourself when you say yes to everybody else Mm -hmm. besides yourself, right? And it's not that, oh, others don't matter. I matter. It's that you matter too. Who's going to take care of your family and serve them and be there for them if you're run down, overwhelmed, exhausted, have mental health issues, emotional explosions all the time, and like a mental breakdown and crisis. Who's going to take good care of them? Nobody. So you have to figure out like, how can I support myself? Is it like an outlet, a healthy outlet that I have it, you know, on a regular basis, it could be a business, it could not be, it could be just like spending time and, you know, in a book club every week, it could be something that fills your soul. If you like to do volunteer work, and that fills you up, if you love to volunteer at your kid's school, like you go do that, because that's not my cup of tea. (laughs) And it fills you up, go for it. That's so amazing and awesome. Or Sunday school teacher, whatever. But Find an outlet that truly like fills you up that when you do that, you lose track of time Mm -hmm. and do that on a regular basis and not just like once in a while, because then you're constantly pouring into yourself and then your cup doesn't run on empty anymore because you're constantly replenishing it. Does that make sense? What What are your thoughts? So much sense. There's so many moments where I want to jump in, but then I'm like, I don't want to miss what she's going to say next. (laughs) It's like, she's in my head. Um, That makes so much sense how you're saying find another outlet. Because for me, when you said the thing about uh, the woman that you followed on the, the course and you found out she was a podcaster and she said, maybe you need to start a podcast. So if someone's listening to us today, we're not saying you have to start a podcast. You have to start a business. You need to go write a book. You need to, I love that you brought in, maybe you just need to go volunteer at a food bank. Maybe you just need to go ask your Sunday school teacher if he or she could use a little extra help once a month instead of going and sitting you know, in the sanctuary and listening. Can I pop in and help? I'll never forget my dad. My mom did this a little bit too, but there's something really extra cute about my dad doing this when we were growing up, I knew that on Sunday mornings, there was going to be one of those times where my dad was going to go into the nursery and he was going to hold and rock the little babies because that was a gift 
He's a little baby whisperer. And you know what? Sometimes they say you marry your dad. My husband is like that too. We were at my brother's uh, wedding recently and my other brother and his wife, they have three awesome kids. And um, my husband who is six foot six, he's a giant Elizabeth. Uh, we look ridiculous together because I am not a giant. Um, That's and- funny because I'm 4'11". Oh my goodness. <laughs> short. Oh. Yes. Yes. I love it. And you're a powerhouse too. That's so funny. I never would have imagined, but my husband is this big giant teddy bear and he is like the baby and the dog whisperer. And my dad mm-hmm. was like that too. Babies just want to go to him. And he took my brother and my sister-in-law's baby and walked around with this child at the wedding for almost two hours. And she was Mm. so happy and content. And this is the child who does not want to go to somebody else. She wants to be in mom's arms. Um, And it's so funny because we all have these giftings. And so I love what you're saying about if you need to go volunteer somewhere, if you need to help out and use your gifts in that way, if you're thinking this is resonating with me, but I'm not trying to start a whole business, that's okay. You take it at whatever place where you are. But what we know is we want to get to a place where we're leading with service and finding ways to use our gifts to serve others, because that's going to fill us up. And that is going to keep us from exploding on people because we Mm -hmm. have all this head stuff going on. Yes. And you know what? Like you might be thinking, I don't have time for that. Right. That's probably the first thing that comes up. Like, I don't have time to volunteer. I don't have time to I don't know, start a podcast. You don't need to. You don't need to start a podcast right now. If it mm-hmm. overwhelms you and you don't feel called to it, that's totally fine. What I need to, you to hear is that you will probably need to delete. You will need to delete some things out of your life that are not serving you right now. Okay. There's probably something on your schedule that is draining you, overwhelming you and running you dry right now. Okay. What is that thing? what comes to your mind. Okay. Absolutely. And by the way, it could be a thing on your calendar or it could be mindless scrolling on your phone until the wee hours of the night or binge watching Netflix for a long time. I can for sure get sucked into that. And even sometimes I can think, oh, I'm on my phone because I'm a business owner and I need to be doing this and I need to be engaging with other people. And, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a psychopath tomorrow with my children. I'm going to be so tired. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's amazing. A really smart thing to think, delete something on your calendar to make room for something that's a little more life-giving. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And you know, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And so you do need to create space for something that truly fills you up. Mm -hmm. And so when you are feeling good as a mom, right? Like when you take care of yourself, when you are doing well mentally, emotionally and spiritually because you prioritize those things. Let's, okay, imagine this. Your kids, let's say, get up at like 7 a.m. Let's say you get up at six in the morning before your kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you make yourself some coffee, you go sit down and you read the Bible and you pray and maybe you journal for a little bit and that takes half an hour. And then you do a 20-minute workout, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, your kids get up. How do you feel when you meet your kids at that right. time in the morning? So like different. You're, you're excited to see them. Why? Because you supported yourself spiritually. You supported yourself mentally, 
because you created some healthy habits, right? Mm -hmm. And emotionally, because when you journal, you process your emotions and feelings. So you did all those three and you supported yourself physically by doing a workout. Nobody says you have to do anything crazy. You know Mm -hmm. what? I'm not a crazy workout person. I can commit to 10, 15 minute YouTube video. That's Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So when I see 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, "Eh, eh, no, 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 10 minutes. That's my thing. And so I'll do a 10 minute Pilates or something like that, you know, or just even stretching. Heck, just do 10 minutes of stretching. Start with that. That feels so good in the morning. Okay. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. Head over to Amazon and search up. I've got you girlfriend. The subtitle is why getting organized and living this mom life is not a solo mission. You can find it there on e-reader. That's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. So when you see your kids in the morning, how do you feel? You're happy to see them. And let's say your child is melting down because they're having a hard morning or getting in a conflict with their sibling. You come in with a calm, grounded presence. You are able to remain collected. Yes, you might get frustrated, but you have so much more tolerance to keep your cool versus if you wake up hearing your kids scream already and fight and you just jump out of bed, you're just groggy and you're reactive. You're like, just shut up. Stop Mm -hmm. fighting. You know, why do you guys always do that versus, hey, I know your brother's bothering you. I know he's, it's feeling really annoying. I'm here. I'm, I'm able to help out. Okay. Why? Because you supported yourself to show up as that type of mom for your kids, right? Because you said, I matter too. My well-being matters too. And does that mean that sometimes I have to ask my husband to put the kids to bed? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to tell my kids, I love you so much, but tonight I can't lay down with you. You know, tomorrow I will, but tonight I can't because, you know, like I need to go to bed at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. You know, does that mean you need to set phone boundaries and set limits on your phone so then you could go to bed or even delete social media? Um, I deleted social media. I'm not on social anymore. And I this saw is one of the reasons. <clears throat> this is one I of did. the reasons. I would, I, yes, I, I saw that. I remember even when we were communicating an email and I was talking about making sure that I could post your information for people to work with you and to look more into what you're doing. And that was a big thing that I saw down at the bottom. I was like, wow, she said that she's not on social media. This will not be a link that I will be putting in the show notes. And I thought, I get it. Good for her. And she's a business owner and she isn't on social media. Wow. So I was very impressed with that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think you probably can serve your family, yourself, and your clients in a better, bigger, more impactful, focused way, because that's not a distraction for you. So I'm extremely impressed with that and proud of that. And there's something that I wanted to talk about as well. When we were talking about sort of making that shift in your business, and I have heard you say a lot already on this episode, you you keep talking about God, you keep talking about faith and prayer. When did you make the shift to make your business more focused on Christian moms who are going through this versus 
trying to reach so many people, maybe not wanting to uh, make anyone feel like it's too polarizing your message because it's so specific. We were talking a little bit about that before we hit record. And I was like, oh girl, we got to talk about that on this episode. Tell me, when did you make that shift? And are you glad that you did? What's come from it? Yeah. So when I first had the idea of starting this podcast, a lot of the tools that I was implementing myself, you know, were just healthy habits that were supporting me and some mental shifts. And I noticed a significant change in how they were affecting me as a mom. And as I was starting this online business, I thought most of the things that I teach, not all of them, but majority of them can be implemented by anybody. It doesn't have to be a faith-based mom, you know, getting up early in the morning, you don't have to be a Christian, you know, to do that and to make sure you eat and get enough sleep and, you know, things like that. And just learn, you know, calming strategies, how to calm your nervous system and, you know, how to respond better. And so I, I learned a lot of these strategies myself from not faith-based resources. So it was just, you know, Some of it was self-development. Some of it was just like parenting books that talked about the way the brain works and stuff like that. And so I just thought, okay, well, when I start this podcast, I'm trying to reach more people, right? That's like, you know, the goal is to, yeah, to impact more people. And I thought, well, if I just generally, you know, not touch much about my faith and just speak to any stressed out, overwhelmed mom, I could reach more people. And my podcast, you know, it was coming along, it was slowly, slowly growing, but it was just nowhere near where I wanted it, you know, to be. And so I think a year ago, I just like, so my podcast was like, so right now it's a little bit over two years. So exactly a year ago, in April, I was looking at my podcast downloads, and it was like 2700 you know, and, you know, for a a little bit over a year, it was like, okay, well, it's all right. It's growing, but 2000 downloads, isn't that much if you, you know, if you know much about podcasting. And so I was just like getting discouraged that I'm like being consistent. I'm showing up, I'm being on social media, doing all the things, being consistent value and nothing was really like working. And then I was, I, I told you about this. I as a Christian, I gradually was deceived by the enemy and I got pulled into some new age practices. A coach that I uh, followed and bought a course from, she, um, she claimed to be a Christian when I first started kind of like following her. And she was the original one that I bought the other motherhood course from. Mm -hmm. And I believe she got deceived as well and gradually got pulled into these practices herself, Mm -hmm. not not thinking that there's anything bad and they started to work for her and that's here's the thing they do work mm-hmm. and but it's not from the lord mm-hmm. it's not from god it's not from light that all these like energy sources are coming in the universe and law of attraction it's not from god it's not from god and so um because god doesn't tell us you're in control of your life and you can attract anything that's not what god god is in control of our life right we are but that (laughs) is like the teaching that it was and so it was um it was like gradually weaved in and as i was like learning more about it that was the only business coach i was following at that time i'm like well it worked for her she said she was a christian and i kept like my business wasn't really making progress. I'm like, well, this is the thing I'm missing. And so I started to implement all these practices like visualization, 
positive affirmations, you know, I am statements and like um, meditations, imagining, visualizing money coming in and just like calling in, you know, clients and stuff like that. But it was not working. (laughs) Let me tell you, like I was like praying, but then I was doing more of these practices and then I was doing them on a regular basis, constantly trying to get it to work, but it was just not going anywhere. I wasn't getting the clients. I wasn't selling my courses. I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, I'm doing all the things that these guru people are teaching. These are successful business people. Why is it not working for me? Is it my messaging? And they kept like, you know, somebody would suggest, well, it's your messaging. It's the way you say things. It's your desperate energy. And I would just get so frustrated. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to release it and surrender it, but it's not working. But I was not bringing God into it. Like mm-hmm. I would pray and read and listen to the you know Bible, but it wasn't like I was trying to do business on my own. Yeah. I, with all of my own tools, my own energy in the sense of like my own efforts, I wasn't asking God into it. I wasn't asking God to guide me. It's like, oh, what do I feel is the best fit? You know, it wasn't like, well, what is God calling me to do? Like, and so- God, who is the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. and the creator of us, by the way. Yes. 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 And I was just getting so discouraged. And um, I eventually got to a point where I decided to just give up on this. I just decided to not give up on my business, but give up on this whole manifestation law of attraction thing. I'm like, it is not working squat for me whatsoever. I'm just, you know what? I feel like I've pulled away from God. And I feel like moving in the new year forward, my goal is to just connect with God first thing in the morning and draw near to him and ask him what he wants me to do for him to guide me in my steps in my business. And I felt that God was leading me to change my messaging and narrow it down to Christian moms who are stressed out, overwhelmed, and struggling specifically with anger outbursts on their family and feel so much shame and guilt, you know, and remorse for doing that. And I just felt like that was a pivot that God was, you know, pulling me towards. And I was scared because Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that means I will reach less people. And I can't. Yes. yes, one would think less yes. impact, you know, and I was just kind of like resistant. And then I'm like, well, there's so much more responsibility speaking to Christian women, because now you have to bring faith in. And what if you say the wrong thing and they misinterpret the Bible? And like, oh, yes. it's just like all these things started to come up that I think were from the enemy. He did not want yeah. me I, to. Yes. I remember the doubt when you said that about saying it wrong. I remember being like, oh my gosh, it talks about in the Bible, the false prophets, like, I'm so scared. What if I say something? I've even said in the early launch episodes of this podcast, if I say something and I'm talking about scripture, there's a caveat here. I want you to know I'm a believer and I go to church and I read the Bible and I use the Bible to support me in a lot of these things, but I did not go to seminary school. I I don't know all of the origins of some of these things. I may not know all of the context, even though I've read many parts of the Bible and I've heard preachers talk about them. So if there's anything that I say that you feel is maybe out of context or not quite the way that you think it was intended, please reach out to me and tell me. And and that's so important for us to be learning because what I never want to do is I never want to 
dim my light. I never want to shrink down and be a smaller version of myself because I'm afraid I might say the wrong thing. So what you're saying right now is so where I was at. It is, it makes so much sense to me. And what do you start seeing when you did make that pivot? When you did lean more into making God the center and prioritizing that time with him and really asking, I'm here to serve you. What would you have me do? What happened? Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) Put you on the spot. Yeah, a few months down the road after I made that change. So I was introduced to a couple Christian um, coaches, like their podcasts. So a couple of my friends, you know, they said, when I mentioned that I want to make this change, they're like, hey, I know, you know, these two Christian coaches that, you know, have podcasts that you might, you know, enjoy. And so I started listening to their podcast and I'm like, wow, there's a way to do business with God and just partnering with him instead of trying to do it your own. And and both of those coaches taught on podcasting. And so I felt like God was leading me to leave social media. Both of them happen to be coaches that teach um, with doing business without social media. And so um, I... They had a one of them had a guest. Her name is Sandy Cooper, and the guest was speaking on how to do business without social media and be like a online presence without social media. And she mentioned that she lives in Florida, so like I emailed her and I'm like, "Hey, where do you live in Florida?" She's like, "I live in Jacksonville." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, me too. We have to meet up." And so, oh my gosh, she, Elizabeth, I have to tell you, I have family in Jacksonville, Florida. What? I used to, yes, I used. To, I'm from Tennessee, and we would go to Jacksonville, Florida. I would drive there with my grandmommy. She's in heaven now. Grandmommy, are you listening to this? <laughs> um, but so. Cool. So you reached out to her and you guys were so close. What happened? Yes, we got together. We had some coffee and then we did a podcast swap because her podcast is for overwhelmed Christian moms on balancing life. Okay. And so we had a lot of, you know, similar audience. So we were able to support each other that way. And so uh, that was like something really cool. Like, and having somebody I met in person that's also a podcaster because it's kind of lonely when you're on this journey yourself, you know? And so (laughs) that was like an encouragement. And she introduced me to some other podcasters that are faith-based. And so that just created more doors and opportunities. I learned more about how to, um, you know, improve my, you know, technical and, you know, backend stuff of the podcast. And because I, I was off social media, I wasn't distracted and pulled in many different directions. I was, I was able to narrow down on this one thing, podcasting, and my numbers just like exploded. (gasps) They just went crazy. And I like from a year ago being at like 2000, like Uh something Uh to being like 23,000 in like a year. For me, that's a big deal because it took me two years. Yes, girlfriend. That is a big deal. Congratulations. And so for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's growing and expanding. I'm actually making an impact and I'm speaking. I am being who I am. Like I'm speaking to that mama who is similar to me and where I was. And um, I'm a Christian and I'm not suppressing this side of me that's that's a huge big part of who I am and I'm able to speak openly about it now. And so it's been such a blessing and like it's 
it's growing. And so thankfully, like I, I took the leap of faith and just took action and what God was calling me to do. And it was scary, but it was the right thing. Absolutely. And there are a lot of verses in the Bible that I have looked up and felt comfort in when I get scared, when I am afraid. And he's like, basically what I hear, you know, I read this, but in my mind, I hear God say, don't worry, girlfriend, I got you. It's okay. I have a plan. Don't even worry. This is what I think sometimes God's voice sounds like, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. he's like, don't worry, girlfriend, bring it to the cross. So, you know, there's, uh, there's something that's very freeing when you realize it's okay to not be in control. It's okay to not Mm -hmm. know everything. And I'm a control freak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm a type A personality. And I feel like when I started my business, I was like, okay, God, here's the plan. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that's so cute, Paige. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? I relate. So, <laughs> yes, you relate. So I am loving hearing this story of all of the times that you've pivoted and really stepped into that calling that you feel like he is giving you and you have gifts, you have wisdom. I love how you, I geek out over that brain stuff. I really love how you talk about that and you support the things that you're saying based on how our brain is wired and how we can be so very different and each still have those, those gifts to serve, uh, really tapping into how our brain does work and using that to support us. So that is just really cool. I love hearing this story. I have a feeling that you and I are going to stay in touch because I would love to continue supporting you. And I feel um, seen by you. Thank you. I feel like you have validated so many thoughts that I've had that, you know, when you said that about podcasting, being lonely, I have found some great people that are in this industry, but to be able to connect on such a deeper level and it not be a superficial thing. It just, I really, really appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, can you please tell everyone, we know that we're not going to be looking for you on social media, but can <laughs> you please tell everyone, where can we find you? If we want to work with you, if we want to hear your amazing podcast, and I will make sure that I link that in show notes as well. Yeah. So my podcast is located on all podcast platforms. It is called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. And it's all about leaving a healthy emotional legacy with your kiddos and your family. And it's about anger management, stress management, overwhelm, Mm -hmm. you know, processing feelings and creating connection with your kids and just also drawing near to God. So all of the things. And, um, I have a special gift for your listeners. Um, I will give you a link for it, but it's emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash it's time to pivot. And it's five (gasps) ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered, like frustrated, you're about to, you know, explode five ways to calm down. Um, and that is going to be your gift for your listeners. And when you sign up, it's going to lead you to my email and my website and, um, you can connect, connect, to me through there. And then if you're looking for further support. Amazing. I need that. I am a fiery personality girlfriend. So uh, I have learned to process some of my feelings, talk openly with my family about them and be like, guys, mom's feeling a little triggered. (laughs) We could all give mom a little space and a little support. That would be lovely. So I am 
anxiously awaiting that to be in my inbox so that I can start taking advantage of that as well. And even talking to my kids about it, because I feel like our kids probably need those as well. Mm-hmm. Would Would you agree? Our kids need those yes. too? Yes, for sure. And if you want your kids to start using those things, you have to model it to them. You can't just tell them what to do. Um, because they're not going to do it. They, you need to model first, you know, if you want your kids to learn how to handle their anger and their emotional outbursts, you know, in a healthy way. And what a gift to give them. Thank you for using your gifts to help us today. As I said, I feel massively seen and understood and supported and even loved. Um, so thank Mm -hmm. you so much for that. And I can see how you are leaving a legacy for your family. And this feels like the gift that keeps on giving, right? We're teaching ourselves these things. We're confronting tough stuff. And then we're teaching our kids and then they're going to go on to teach their kids and they're going to show up in the world in this way. So I already feel very blessed by what you've done today and what you've shared today. And I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. I might need you to come back on and talk some more. This is just too good. (laughs) Uh, Well, Elizabeth, thank you. You guys check out the show notes. Find these things that we can do for ourselves when the triggers come up, because inevitably they will, no matter how calm you think you may be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they'll come up. It is real. And, uh, And just find support in that. So thank you again so much, Elizabeth. And thank you all for listening. I will talk to you next week for more ways of how we can pivot and do it with grace and integrity and a lot of faith. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others, and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? Reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this. Your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot. Pivot.